Um, Eight days, Lacey. That is, I don't understand. You ha- Had you gone in and touched anything? I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, did my computer do an update during those eight days? Did I don't you know. get hacked? Maybe. Maybe I got hackified. <laughs> eight days and my posture VA was like, nope, I'm not sharing this closet. Like somebody hail got to the, hail to the no. into the mainframe. And the thing that they chose to do with that, as opposed to taking over the world, was uh-huh. to go in and tell your posture VA to stop sharing your items. Just wiped out my schedule. Just do you wiped have out any my... known enemies? Is there anybody out there that's like, oh, I'll take that bitch down? <laughs> I mean... Pretty much everyone I've ever come in contact with. Yeah, that's true, 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 true. So there's no way to possibly trace that. <laughs> in a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are... The Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters. All right, listener, welcome. I am Lindsay and Lacey, that's your kid. I'm Lacey, that's me. <laughs> and we and we are here today with a very special episode of Thrifter Sisters. With our Instagram friend Amanda North Coast style, you're not the North Coast style. It's the that's just that it, your North Coast style, right? Yeah, so that's my email. The North Coast. Style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep. she is. It's Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Welcome. Here I am. Faceless entity that is Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda couldn't get her camera working, so we're just looking at a a, a big gray screen With where her face should circle be. Circle that says "in." It makes it look like it's your superhero like emblem. Da, 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 da. <laughs> North Coast style. <laughs> oh, you know what that "in" stands for? Not North Coast style. No bullshit. Oh no, you yeah. don't have a little like red line through. No, no, no. Like, I don't know. No. I. That, that's the vibe I get from, from you, Amanda. It's like, you're like, I don't, I suffer no fools. Well, that was my 2021 uh, resolution, actually, was to uh, be a bigger bitch and take no shit. Well, that's I what I meant. No you. nonsense bitches. Those are my favorite <laughs> girls. <laughs> and I succeeded. So, I mean, I think that's when I met you was in 2021. And yeah. that was, uh, that was the, not, not the opinion, the uh, help words. <laughs> The consensus? No. Uh, the impression. That's the impression oh, I got from you. Yeah. You're like, I suffer no fools. I take no bullshit. Hey, what can I say? Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out there in them streets. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I feel I'm from Texas, which is supposed to be friendly, whatever. <laughs> I feel like Texas is all about no bullshit. But but I'm definitely a I suffer no fools, no bullshit person. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also Texas, they're like supposed to be like friendly Southern, like you know, you know. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> I, supposed to be too, but not Cleveland, <laughs> right? <laughs> we were just talking about this last weekend when we were getting that ice storm. That like, when you live in place with harsh places with harsher weather, it just makes you a different person. <laughs> yes, yes, it definitely uh, helps you with the grit. Because. <laughs> Because Lacey and her husband lived out in L.A. for like 15 years. And they're like, yeah, um, 
the people just are nicer and just look better out here because the weather it just really makes it the weather really ages you. <laughs> the weather and then you know a global pandemic on yeah, top of it. Too. The pandemic aged me like 10 years. So right. Same. Oh my God. It's been it's been a long 10 years the past two years. <laughs> it's been all right. Here's here's I'm gonna start off with a real hard hitting question. Sure. What's your favorite TV show right now? Oh, my favorite TV show right now definitely has to be Paw Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was our favorite TV show for years. (laughs) Paw Patrol. So good. Chickaletta, you know. (laughs) Mayor Humdinger. Mayor Humdinger is always causing trouble. (laughs) Um, No, I, uh, I don't get to watch much TV right now, but I am watching the Sex and the City reboot. Yeah. Oh, I haven't started that yet. Where, where do you? I'm. I'm on. I'm a. Uh, I'm a few episodes behind. But um, how are you? What do you? What's your vibe so far? How are you liking it? Um, I really like it a lot. Uh, I think it's really funny, also, that she's on a podcast and that I was invited to be on a podcast. <laughs> I'm really living the true Sex and the City life. You really are. It's your you and uh, Carrie Bradshaw. It's like it's like, <laughs> kind of confusing. Like, I never really thought of myself as a Carrie, but, like, I feel like I'm more of a Carrie as I get older. I mean, you like the fashion, so. Exactly. I saw your little, uh, was it your reel that you were like, I like my money right where I can see it. And you, like, pointed all your clothes. <laughs> yeah. <in> the closet. <laughs> well, I have my own closet now that's not, like, uh, a tiny little two-by-two two square, so it's exciting. No, it's a it's like a bedroom. It's like an entire bedroom. Ooh, that is a closet. It's like a Carrie Bradshaw yeah. closet. Yep, I have an entire bedroom as a closet now. It's amazing. Seriously, I love with that idea. Like, did you take a room and make it your closet, or was the house built like this is the closet, y'all? So we have an in-law suite, and we're using that as our master bedroom. And so the living room is actually my closet. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> And I know that that sounds extreme because it really is extreme. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you if you have like a house situation where you can make that ha- like I don't even have like amazing clothes or my own closet stuff, but I like having the space. And I remember John and I, our first house that we well, we, our p- first place we bought was a condo. But when we were looking for it, we looked at this row house, and it had this one which would have been a huge closet, but it was like upstairs, this one tiny room. I'm like, oh, this will be my closet. And if you, if you can make that happen for yourself, you, it, it must be, it must happen. <laughs> it was a dream. And Amanda, is this your great. personal closet or is this your uh, like reselling closet? So I actually now have a separate space for my uh, resale business. Uh, gotcha. Oh, that's right. Um, so I don't have any of my work stuff at home, which is also amazing. So yes, my closet is just my closet. And my husband actually has a separate closet in a different part of the house. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're kind of living in a dream world right now from like what your old situation was and then moving into this new house. Like this is this is a life upgrade for you. I mean, the last time you talked to me, I was in a bad place. I know. I was worried about you. Bad place. I was also I- worried about you and I didn't even know you. and that was not me like I never I never lived that life you know of constant drama and just like being scared for your life and stuff you know I never yeah it was terrible so I just can't I'm just so so happy how long have you been in this new place uh since uh Halloween well congratulations that's huge 
Thank you. I bet we've been saving up for years and years, at least five years. So it's been a long time of repairing our credit, uh, you know, saving up. And it's almost the same timeline as when I started reselling. So that helped a lot with being able to move. That's pretty cool. I like how those two things coincide like that. Yeah, me too. Well, I'm so <laughs> I'm so glad all that worked out for you. I was terribly invested in the whole house hunting that you were posting about all the time. I was just like, this has got to work. And Lacey, you don't know this. The day that, because I mean, this went on for how many, was it months that y'all were trying to find a place? Yeah, it was at least three or four months. Yeah, it was bad. And Lacey, there was this morning I woke up and I I, 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 sent, I think I sent you a voice message, didn't I, that day? I was like, um, I had this feeling that Amanda was going to get a house today. Like just this random, like weird feeling that I got. And I, was, I sent her a voice message. I'm like, this is going to sound really weird, but I get feelings sometimes. And she had posted right pri- prior to me. Mess- I saw her that they got a, their offer got accepted and they got a house. Um, and I don't think this is going to sound really weird, but I swear I get weird feelings sometimes. It's a whole thing. And this morning I woke up, I was like, Amanda's going to get a house today. And then she posted about it. I was like, I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> That's insane, but amazing. <laughs> you must only use your powers for good. Yeah. I try. I try. I, I don't have control of them. It's weird. I can't. It's again, we don't need to get into it. It's a, <laughs> That's a whole separate podcast. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So, okay. Tell us about your office space. You mentioned that you have a separate reselling situation yeah. now. Yes, which is also so exciting because I was working out of several different rooms of my old house. We had like a back porch and it was a huge mess of all my reselling stuff. I had stuff upstairs in our attic. It was just all over the place. And then I was, uh, you know, photographing things and whatnot in my dining room, which was part of my kitchen. And it was stuff was just everywhere. My husband hated it. He's like, well, I mean, he doesn't hate my business. He just right. that stuff was everywhere all the time. He's like, you cannot have this clothing rack here. It needs to go. <laughs> our clothing rack was like in the little foyer right by our front door. Oh, so gosh. He's really happy that everything is out of the house. And uh, it kind of all just fell into place. My friend had wanted to move out of her house, too. And she's like, you know, I really want to look for a place to go, but I don't think I can afford it by myself. I'd rather be with somebody. I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going to live yet. I don't know how big my house is going to be. I don't know if I'm going to have enough space to, you know, have my own room in my house. And I ended up not really having a dedicated, like, good space in the new house. Uh, I mean, I guess I could have used my amazing closet, but (laughs) (laughs) she, you know, it was just the right opportunity at the right time. She found this spot that was only um, $1,000 per month for 1,000 square feet. And wow. I was, and it was like five minutes away from my new house. I'm like, this is just too good to be true. It's too perfect. I went to see it and you know, the rest is history. We ended up just grabbing it and it was the best thing I ever did for my business. That's so huge. That's so exciting. It is. So you so, like get up in the morning and literally go to work. Um, not really. I all works around, you know, my family schedule. Uh, right. Cause you've got little ones. My son to preschool. What am I doing this day? My husband works 100% from home. He has since the pandemic. Um, so it's around his schedule and what he's doing that day too. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's amazing that you guys have that flexibility. That's yeah. obvious. That is definitely key. I definitely did not have that flexibility as a teacher. Um, oh, how yeah. long ago? That's right. You were a teacher. What did you teach? Elementary school? 
Yeah, I taught K through eight music. Oh, that's so cute. Yes. <laughs> it was cute until you're singing the same song for the <laughs> seven millionth time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what what all instruments do you play? All of them. All of them. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went to college for it, so. <laughs> um, my main instrument, though, is the flute. Oh, you're a flautist. Yeah, a flautist. Your, your um, things that you were posting about, oh, God, how did you word it? it about the, was it, were those clarinets, like, people not holding them correctly? Oh. Like? <laughs> yeah, I was like, please don't try to tell me about stuff that you have no clue what you're talking about. And it's this chick holding a clarinet completely upside down. <laughs> None of the right pieces and just fingers like who knows where. <laughs> Lacey, they were, they were like stock photos, you know, like they yeah. had full- <laughs> yeah, like they picked this hot chick and they were like, hold this. And she was like, <laughs> this is how you do it. Was this chick and she was just like deep throating it. <laughs> my friend sent that one to me i'm like i have to show this one amanda was like i will not stand for this this is 2022 i suffer no fools i will post this exactly <laughs> did you just get um a new to you secondhand piano is that right yes i did so i ended up oh this is also like a weird story that um Lindsay, you'll really enjoy is I need to tell you the story about my, this house. So um, the house had this inscription on the wall that said, like, it says, like, music is something about music, right? I can't even remember what. Oh, I remember. You posted it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's cool. Like, I'm like, that's kind of cheesy. But I'm like, it kind of feels like maybe this house was meant to be. Like, maybe there were musicians, obviously, living here before. So the old owner actually wrote us a whole wrote me a whole letter because we our realtor sent them a letter um, from us that's like explained about us because you have to send letters yeah. nowadays because it's yeah. so competitive and how I was a former music teacher and stuff and I think that was part of the reason why they picked us but um, he wrote me back a letter that was like my wife was a music teacher she was in the Cleveland Orchestra chorus. Yeah. And I was able to get back in touch with him. And um, I'm like, you know, it's really weird. I had a really weird feeling in this house that I have been here before. I'm like, did you guys used to host little concerts? <gasps> like, no. I played in this house. What? They paid me <laughs> to play in that house in like 2007. <gasps> that is so funny. I played a concert there. And you didn't realize that until like after y'all moved in, it was kind of starting to click. Well, when I walked in, I was like, I have a weird, like weird feeling like, like, hmm, I've been here before maybe. And then um, he said, he also sent us pictures of how the house looked furnished because when we saw the house, they had already cleaned everything out. It was um, completely empty. So he sent us pictures with all the furniture and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I think I've been here. So I played with my accompanist, the piano player, and um, I haven't talked to her in ages. So I called her up and I was like, hey, do you remember that time we <laughs> at somebody's house? She's like, I'm like, it was, you know, in the city where I live. And she's like, yeah, it was a uh, da da da, you know, in this city on the street. I'm like, I own that house. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what? 
You're like, yeah, it's a thing I do. I'm going around buying all the places where I used to play. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it was literally the only concert I ever did in anybody's house. That's so That's random. So <laughs> random. Like, mind-blowing. But, like, Lindsay, don't you appreciate that from, like, that weird aspect you were talking about? I do. I do. This is, like, some sort of weird, like, electric vibe in the air or something. Like, oh. Like, uh, you looked at 80 million houses. So many houses over so many months because our house did not sell. It wasn't selling until it sold to find this, like, house that was meant to be. That's so so cool. So. And anyways, my point is, I bought the piano from the owner. (laughs) (laughs) So I got this, like, he's like, hey, we have an extra piano because, unfortunately, his wife did pass away. And that no. was part of the reason why they were selling the house. And um, they're like, well, we have this extra piano now. Do you want to buy it? I'm like, yes, I want to buy it. <laughs> so now I have a piano. Yay. I don't, that just makes it like extra special too some, in some way. I don't know why. Totally. Just, I don't know. Well, cool. Let's get into, let's get into some reselling stuff. So your yeah. new office, loving that. Do you, do you want to talk about like how you have that set up? Is there... Like, how do y'all split the space? Are y'all in there at the same time? So she's actually coming in a little bit. I told her to be super duper quiet because I was on a podcast. (laughs) And um, we actually, we share mostly everything. Right now I'm sitting in, we have about, we have four different rooms. Um, It used to be a yoga studio. So imagine a yoga studio. Um, So the main yoga studio area where you would practice yoga is where we do our, um, you know, photographing, cleaning, uh, we keep a lot of inventory there. And then we have like a back room where we keep even more inventory. And we kind of just, we both have our own shelves. And then right now I'm in the office area where we have our desk and computer and shipping supplies. We do shipping here. And we just share supplies and whatnot. And there's a little entry room where we have some toys set up for when the kids are with us and like a coat rack, you can hang a coat and stuff. It's really nice. It's awesome. I mean, I, I have that kind of set up, but it's just like, and it's great. I mean, it's in my basement. Mm -hmm. It's great that I have like this dedicated space. Like that would be so hard. I mean, Lacey kind of has the situation where she's like a little bit in this room, a little bit in that room. I'm solely in the office now. You're on the office, but you did, you were doing like, I was like, Amanda, I was doing my photos before I got like an umbrella light. I was doing my photos in the dining room because it had the most natural light. And so I had a rack down there and then I had clothes like in both guest room closets. And now I've got it all confined into like one guest room that we converted into an office. It makes a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 But I, but I also like that you have someone in there because it does get like isolating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> I started doing reseller meetups before the way before the pandemic started um, just to like meet other people <clears throat> because I'm a pretty social person and uh, I didn't know anybody, you know, and I made some of my best friends through reselling. That's awesome. So were they people that you connected with through Instagram? Yes. And then y'all met and real. And so there's, I guess, I mean, cause we've talked before, like you have really great, are well, you did had really have really great thrifting. It seems like your thrift stores are closing left and right. I know. I don't know what's going on, but we have pretty pretty good thrifting. Like, there's just a lot of a lot of options here. Um, yeah, just within my one in my our county, you know, there's so many, so many. <laughs> 
What is your, what's your favorite place? Do you have a favorite place you like to, I mean, not disclosing the name, of course, you you know, we got to keep that shit secret. Do I have a favorite place? Yes. I am always trying to break up with my favorite place. (laughs) Why? Raising their prices. But I mean, you know, Julie, do you know Julie Casa Chic? I don't think so. So she always posts a tip of the day. Yeah. And this one tip of the day, she mentioned something like, just try to be the smartest person in the room. Um, so, yeah. you know, they always miss something and it just feels like you're the smartest person in the room when you find this thing that they totally missed. <laughs> and, and did, like you mean like not pricing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like my favorite thing. And you just feel like such a boss when you find something that's priced so low and worth <laughs> so much. Well, you... um in my eyes are definitely like the smartest person in the room on Instagram with our, with, I mean, everybody goes to you. I don't know how you manage your DMS. It must be. unreal. (laughs) It's not too bad. It's not too bad. I just try to keep on top of it. I mean, I'm always on Instagram. So. I mean, you're so responsive too. Like uh, you've always like, like you get right back to me. And even for in the beginning days when you're probably like, who, what is this? Who is this person? Get out of here. (laughs) No, I mean, I like to talk to people and I, you know, I, I have kids. So like I need adult interaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. I totally remember a point in my life saying to my husband, we had just moved to Virginia and he was traveling for work and I didn't really know anybody. And I was staying at somebody else's house that was empty. And it was like three, four months in of me being there. And I called my husband crying one day and I was just like, I have nobody to talk to except for a two-year-old who doesn't know how to talk yet. <laughs> like, adult interaction is very important. So important. So important. Well, I when we did our, um, I, I briefly mentioned this earlier, Amanda and I did an Instagram live, like, I don't know, months and months and months ago. And so I've actually already asked her most of these questions, but we're, we're, we're going to redo them for the, for the pod. Um, you, during that Instagram live, mentioned one of the reasons like you're so active on Instagram and so forthcoming with like all of your tips and help and stuff is because that was so helpful and crucial to you in building your reselling business when you first started out. Um, Could you tell, well, I guess this is like a two-part question. Mm -hmm. Could you kind of give us like your origin story, your back, like how you got into reselling and then um, who were some people that you connected with on Instagram that were really um, helpful for you um, instrumental in you, like building up your business and giving you like that help, that push, all that feedback that you needed to, to create the business that you have. So, uh, I'll start with how I started on, uh, on reselling, I guess. Um, I actually started when I was in high school and I had like a huge collection of my little ponies um, the eighties ones, the vintage ones, of course, um, yeah, of course. my parents, I grew up thrifting and going to flea markets and I would always pick up a pony because I was born in 1986. So the pony craze was like starting to wane. And so the older girls were getting rid of all of theirs. So I was able to clean up when I was little. <laughs> and so in high school, I, discovered the internet and I found that there were other people on forums similar to like pre-Instagram where they would talk about My Little Ponies and stuff and they knew all of them and there were guides and whatnot and so 
I was like, oh my gosh, some that I have are worth so much, you know, and I, they don't have like, give us an idea. Like what's a, what's so much for a, oh, so a like one pony with like its accessories and whatnot was maybe worth $60. Oh and, you know, I was in high school and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to sell some of these. Some of these I have no emotional attachment to, you know, I didn't even play with them or anything. Um, but, you know, I had my favorites, of course, that I kept. And so I got into selling them and uh, I started an eBay account and I would go to the library every single day almost, which was right down the street from me. And I would print out labels and then go up and go and send you know send the items out send the ponies out (laughs) how many ponies did you have are we talking like hundreds hundreds yeah oh my god yeah definitely hundreds i still have hundreds yeah Yeah. holy moly she needs her office space just for her ponies yeah actually (laughs) actually yes so uh my husband is actually has a lot of his old toys too he was into transformers and yeah. he recently, I got, I was able to help him sell some online, um, on eBay, but, uh, he has probably equal match to me. So we actually have a storage unit too. And <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, oh a room in our house. That's kind of like our basement. Cause we don't, where we have a ranch, so we don't have a basement, um, or an attic. It's just one floor, which is really, really nice. So we have an, a basement room. <laughs> but, uh- yeah. Well, what's the um, what's the resale market on uh, on Transformers? Um, about the same. Like they go, he was selling like Transformers, but also like um, other other things like uh, old cars and um, GI Joe things. And he was making like sixty to a hundred on some things. He sold some old Legos, uh, Lego sets that he had when he was little, where he kept the boxes. Like his parents let him keep the boxes. What? Oh, nice. That's crazy. Seriously, crazy. And, and you still have all those pieces. Like I just don't understand right? that. <laughs> so he had to build them all before he could take pictures of them. And he made a lot of money off of those. Probably like a hundred to two hundred on each set. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I, I took a huge break from that, um, when I went to college to be a music teacher. And then when I was a music teacher, I didn't sell anything online either, but I, I got back into the forums again because I was really big into, um, Lululemon because I was a runner. Um, I did triathlons, I did marathons. I was like a crazy obsessive runner and, um, I loved Lululemon and uh, so I got back into the forums where I was selling and buying Lululemon just for myself, uh, selling my old things. And then I got onto a Lily Pulitzer one. So I, that's how I know so much about both of those um, brands. So were you, were you buying and selling them through the forum? Yeah, through like Facebook uh, groups. Okay. So just using like PayPal. Yeah. And, um, and then I eventually got a job at Lululemon. So that was really cool. That's a great discount, I'm guessing, because that's what I was just about to ask. What was your discount? <laughs> discount's insane. Um, it depends on the t- the level that you're working at, um, and if you're part time or full time. So, um, <laughs> I mean, when I was a when I was still teaching classes, just as an instructor, I got twenty five percent off just yep. as a freaking instructor. Yep. I after I quit, I was uh swimming. I was also a swimming instructor for several years. I was a lifeguard. Uh, I managed a pool for all throughout college and whatnot. And, um, they gave me the, the teacher discount 
So um, on those forums, actually, the people on Lululemon and uh, Lily Pulitzer um, Facebook forums, they hated resellers. Hated. So it always felt like reselling was a dirty word. Like, I still very hesitant to even say that I'm a reseller. I always say something like, oh, I'm an e-commerce or you know, I do consignment or something like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like reseller people, they, they say, they, you know, they make it feel like it's a dirty word. Yeah. But you know, um, uh, so I kind of always felt like, uh, it's not something that I should really do, but, um, I started doing it when I had my son and I went back to school as a teacher and I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't, pay for uh, childcare. There's no way I could have paid for childcare. It would have been more than what I was making as a teacher. Yeah. And, um, you know that game. Yeah. My parents were watching my son full time and it was just so taxing on them. There's no, it was very stressful. So they were watching them the whole time. And then, you know, I would go to pick them up, but they would never watch them at times other than when I was working. So it was like, I never had a free moment ever. Yeah. Yeah, it was just so taxing on everybody. I'm like, I have to do something else. So I started reselling what I knew, which was Lululemon, Lily Pulitzer, and I was into LuLaRoe at the time. (laughs) (laughs) LuLaRoe was super hot when I started, okay? Hey, I remember those days. I had friends that were You could sell black leggings for 40 bucks. Woo! I mean, I wish that was the case now because I see brand new LuLaRoe like every time I go to the thrift. I know. I know. Well, it's it's because all the, the um, they're not reps, they're whatever they're called, are like, I can't sell this crap. I got to get it out of my right. house. I'm done with this. Right, right. I mean, they're like, send, I, I knew some reps and uh, they would send you, you couldn't pick. You just got a box of assorted leggings and some were so butt ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody wanted them unless it was for some like ugly party, you know, which you go to like one a year maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and now that we've all seen the documentary, like the docu-series. <laughs> right. Lula Rich. Ew, I haven't seen that. Oh, oh girl. To watch it. What's it on? Lacey, just hang up off the call right now. Go <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. I got things to do. <laughs> what is it? I don't remember. Amazon? Um, I think it's on, um, yeah, it's either Netflix? Amazon or. I think it's Netflix. Okay. Yeah, it's Amazon or Netflix. But once you said Amazon, I'm thinking Amazon. Anyway, Lacey, it's on one it. of those. I know what I'm doing today. <laughs> and I've listened to podcasts about the docuseries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's this uh, documentary you need to watch that I recently watched. If you have HBO, which I think yeah. cuz you have you said you watched The Sex in the City. Um yeah. is the Beanie Baby <laughs> documentary. Ooh. I'm going to write it down cuz I'll forget. I mean, people find those like they were stuck. Oh, it's insane. It's insane. Like they thought that that they were gonna like appreciate. Yeah, (laughs) they made these guides that were like, okay, this is worth this much in the year two thousand and seven. If it continues to appreciate at this rate in the year twenty twenty, it'll be worth the so and so. And somebody posted it, and then they posted a picture of the comps from eBay, and it was like two dollars and sixty six cents. Oh yeah, (laughs) I mean, like they they were the Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> babies were like off of just reselling those. Uh, kind of like squishmallows right now, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you found those in the thrift? I whenever I find them, I just keep them because they're so cute. My kids love them. My kids love them too. They don't have that many, but they freaking yeah. love those things. It's very hard to find them in the thrift. I can't even find them in the regular stores usually. I mean, they are super soft. They're very cute. <laughs> If I found one that was worth a lot of money, I'd sell it, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) All right. So you got out of, so then at some point you decided to quit teaching and go full-time reselling. Yeah. At at that point, what year, how many years ago was that? I guess your son was a baby. So yeah, my son was born in 2017. I did the next year of teaching. I quit in the spring of 2018 to go full-time. And then at that point, what platforms were you selling on? I was only on eBay. So you started out, uh, like once you were got out of like selling and stuff on the forums, you went straight eBay. Yeah. So, and now, so jump to now, what platforms are you selling on now? I'm on eBay, Poshmark, Kitizen, and Depop. And where do you think the majority of your sales are coming from? Poshmark. Posh? Yeah. And then, um, are you still like, are you it? So eBay still worth it for you. You're still making enough off eBay to keep that going. Yes, definitely. Do you pay for the shop front? Yes. What, so t- can you tell us, I feel like people who are exclusively on Poshmark, they get so intimidated by eBay. I do sell on eBay. It's not good. I don't feel like I know what the heck I'm doing. Your eBay highlight was super helpful for me in doing some things. Could you give like just like a quick rundown, some tips on things that might help people that are wanting to expand into eBay, but it is just so intimidating? Yeah. So uh, the first thing that I want to say about eBay is that get on eBay because it's not that bad. <laughs> like I don't think it is either. If you just skip all the fluffy stuff and just like the non-necessary things, like it's not that bad. Yeah, like you don't need a store. You don't have to pay extra for anything up to, I don't know, what is it, like 100 listings? Yeah, something like that. Maybe even more. I started eBay in 2001 when I was 14 years old. So if a 14-year-old could do it, anyone (laughs) can do it. Get on eBay. Okay, Poshmark has made it so easy for everybody to resell, which is so great. Um, All you have to do is print a label. It's the same label no matter how much it weighs and whatnot. Um, The biggest thing on eBay, I would say, if you are just starting, um, if you're used to that Poshmark mentality of shipping, shipping is usually where everybody gets caught up on eBay and they're like, I cannot measure away anything, which, by the way, is not that bad. No, um, it's not. Use flat rates. Um, don't go and sell like, you know, your first thing is like a lamp or a golf club or something. <laughs> just, if you're a fashion reseller, just put your like, you know, your leggings, your sweater, whatever can fit in a padded flat rate envelope. You know, something that's flat rate where you could just charge one flat rate and you yeah. don't have to worry about um, the scariness of measuring or weighing your item. That would be my biggest tip. And and you can even, like, I use a food scale. My husband yeah. makes sourdough. And so I have a food scale because he's got to like weigh all that out to like do, and that, and that works perfectly fine. That's exactly what I used too. I was on Weight Watchers in high school and I have a Weight Watchers scale. <laughs> <laughs> it still works. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm like 25 years old. 
<laughs> well, can you um, can you talk about worldwide shipping? Because I know people get very intimidated by that, and they just don't even check that they'll ship worldwide, and it really is not that bad. No, not at all. Um, the best thing about eBay is that they market your thing to people worldwide. That's the best thing about eBay. Yeah. So I get, uh, you know, I get people all over that want to buy stuff at full price because they can't get it in their country. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so simple. All you have to do is sign up for eBay's, um, global shipping program. Now this just means that eBay will send you a label where you send your item to eBay's hub, they take care of all of the international end. So you don't have to do custom forms. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very cool. complicated to do customs mm -hmm. uh, forms for items. Um, not impossible, but just it, very time consuming. And, um, and they take care of the whole end of it. It costs more for the buyer but if they're desperate for something, they will buy. I have a lot of international customers. Yeah, I can't remember what percentage breakdown she said, but Ashley at Recloth Collection said the other day that like the majority of her eBay sales are international. I wouldn't. I am not surprised by that at all. Yeah. 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 So the say it again. What's it called? The global global shipping program. Yeah, and you sign up for it. Yes. Um, you just literally click a box when you do your listing um, that yeah. says includes global shipping program. Do not try to do international on your own. The great thing about global shipping program is that eBay covers your ass if anything goes wrong, too. Yeah. So if your item gets lost in transit, they worry about all of that, that end of it. And um, also, uh, they don't ship to certain countries that have major, like, uh, crime issues. Oh. Uh-huh. Yep. I didn't know that. That's interesting. You'll get messages from people in these countries, and they're like, can you ship not using global? Because it says you can't ship to my country. And I'm like, yeah, there's a reason. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Listen, you don't know, but I have an N in on my screen right now that says I suffer no bullshit. So yeah. no, I don't do that. <laughs> and then um, on eBay, do you do, do you promote your listings? Do you pay that extra percentage? I do. Yeah, I do. I Would, promote it 3%. You, across the board. And that's what I do too, because yeah. I got that from your eBay highlights. <laughs> I've done more. I've done up to 7% across the board. No difference. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, that's great to know. They yeah. also rolled out a new program where you could do this enhanced promotion where uh, they bump it even above the regular promotion, I guess. And uh, if you pay per click or something like that, but it was just not worth it at all to me. Um, some oh. people did message me. They're like, I was looking for this one item and I saw your item, which had nothing to do with my item that I was looking for <laughs> oh. at the top of my page. And I was like, well, it must be working, but my sales didn't increase. It was just very spendy. So, okay. So you don't, recommend the enhanced promotion, but just the regular promoted listing, which yeah. you have to have an eBay store to do the promoted listings, right? I'm not sure because I've only ever had a store. I don't have a store and I was doing the promotions. It was okay. something like when I first started, because I've been on eBay for like 82,000 years too, but like mm -hmm. only as a buyer, I would never sold on there. Gotcha. And, and it was like, 
my first few listings that I made or until I sold a few things on there, I, I didn't have that. That option wasn't clicking up for me. I was like searching through, reading online, trying to figure out how to get it. And I couldn't figure it out. And then all of a sudden it just popped up and I had I think you have to have a certain amount of listings and have had to have sold a certain amount of things. I think it was on my like fifth or sixth sale after I got my like listings up to be, you know, in like the sixties or eighties or something that, that promotion thing appeared for me. Okay. So you had that experience too. It wasn't there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. eBay is very complicated with like, Oh, you know, some people have this, some people have that. Um, and, uh, it's just a really good idea is to Google search what you're looking for and uh, lots of information comes up. It's very easy to follow. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely tons of helpful information and I get it. I get like Lacey's kind of just said F off to eBay. She hasn't really been doing it. Yeah. And I still am cross-listing. Anytime I cross-list anything, which is not nearly as much as I should be, I cross-list to both Mercari and over to eBay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm not making a ton of sales over there, but you know, I've made some pretty big, good sales over there. So yeah, see, that's the thing I had, like, I was just telling Lindsay yesterday, like, I've been cross-listing on Macari and on eBay I was, um, and Poshmark. And then, you know, on Poshmark, like I've had over like 200 sales just yesterday. I reached like the 50 marker sales on Macari and then I've had four sales on eBay. I'm like, that's not (laughs) worth it to me, but that's just me. Like if you're killing it on eBay, then I say go for it. I think that's awesome. I think it's a good idea to put targeted things on eBay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and, and I don't even know, like, I, I don't know that I even have a good enough knowledge base to say, but like I do, I, I definitely have specific items where I'm like, this is definitely going on eBay. And I don't even, it's like just something tells me in my head to, oh, you know, it's that thing I get again. The intuition. (laughs) Like, I couldn't even tell you right now, like, yes, I list this type of stuff on eBay. It's just like certain items. I'm like, this is going on eBay. I have the same feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a... It's some sort of magic. Yeah. Reseller magic. That's what that is. It is. (laughs) So, so let's go back to, um, you definitely sell on eBay, but you're saying Poshmark has become your biggest platform. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. We, Lacey and I did a whole episode on this particular topic. Yeah. I saw this post. Amanda, tell us what happened in your business that made Poshmark become your baby. Uh, Poshmark VA, a hundred percent. Woo! Yeah, Holly yeah. Pusher. Do you guys both use it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I used. I signed up with your code. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. You're you're welcome. I think I did too, actually. You probably did because I probably you told, told you. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I appreciate you using my code, and um, <laughs> you guys hopefully are having great success with it. Yeah, it. I mean, there's it's game you can't you can't do Poshmark without it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, that was one of the biggest hindrances of me not joining Poshmark. Um, I didn't join Poshmark until, I mean, I was on Poshmark as a buyer. I did selling like a very, very little amount in like 2013, like around then, just my own stuff. Um, but I never, as a reseller, I just kept everything on eBay because I was like, I'm not sharing. <laughs> what? Yeah. And even, yeah. it was fine for me. I I was making a great amount. <laughs> How many and, items do you have in your closet usually? Um, usually, well, I uh, I was up at nine hundred, and then when I was moving, I 
I weeded it down a lot. And when I had uh, my most recent baby, I, I went down a lot because I we thought we were moving. So I was down at 600 for probably most of last year. And now I'm finally building back up. I'm at 800. Yeah, there's no human way where you can sit there with eight to 900 things in your oh, closet and no. personally share all, maybe once a month. <laughs> I mean, so I that's insane. Oh, before I had Pasha VA, I did put stuff on Poshmark, um, but targeted stuff uh, like boots because boots cost more to ship on eBay. Whereas with the flat rate yeah. on Poshmark, that's a lot more attractive to a buyer. So heavy things, boots, um, expensive things. I tr- I had like between 100 and 200 listings on Poshmark. Even sharing 100 to 200 listings was so so monotonous yeah yeah right because that was before the bulk sharing which they at least you know released that last year yeah which is helpful for people not wanting to do the the bots for whatever reason i mean i I get it if people don't want to pay for it because maybe they're not doing this making enough money to in their minds justify it but i just don't think they realize that once you do pay for it 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 pays pays for for itself itself. so quickly it's only $25 a month. Yeah. I mean, you can make that back in one sale. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, it's the right opinion. Yeah. Well, people it's- think it's wrong. For the first couple months that I had it, it was so hush-hush, you know, and pe- yeah. I was in the clubhouse and people are like, you got to get Posture VA. Like, what are you doing? You got to get it. You got to get it. And I'm like, oh, it just feels wrong. Like, you're not supposed to do it, you know, just like how I was before when they're like, oh, you shouldn't be a reseller reselling is bad blah 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 it felt like dirty like bad you know I was always raised to be a good girl (laughs) (laughs) now I'm bad (laughs) no nonsense not taking it not taking the nonsense you right now Amanda I'm envisioning you with a mohawk and a leather jacket it's it's Ah. working for you yep that's how she showed up for the podcast interview for sure top knot yeah. <laughs> yeah, merino wool sweater, but yeah, leather jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same difference. All right, so you don't do, so are you, I can't remember, did you say earlier, Mercari, you said Depop and Kittison? Did you say Mercari? No, I'm not on Mercari. What's your uh, reason for not doing Mercari? Why don't I do Mercari? I just, I feel like I'm on a lot of platforms right now. And just I'm spread too thin. And extra. Um, I, Mercari always seemed sketchy to me. I know it's getting better and mm-hmm. I, it's kind of attractive to me because I've heard about the, uh, authentication of yeah. clear end items. Do you guys have any experience with that? Yes. I, um, I have one item that I got authenticated back, um, in December when they were doing the free authentication. So yeah, that was my first one and it, it was super easy. That's so awesome. Is it free anymore? Or do you have to pay? I don't know because I don't have real. I don't really have designer stuff. It was just like one pair of shoes. Okay. Um, I I got the impression that they were just offering it free, like through the holidays. And I I I don't know if it's like you can buy a package or if it's per item. I'm not sure. Um, and I can't remember who it was. Like Southern Southern Stone, Stone. She talks maybe about it a lot. Yeah, I think I messaged her because I was like trying to list these Louis Vuittons and they weren't like I wasn't seeing the option to. Um, get it authenticated. And she told me the way to do it is you have to like way overprice it. Like, wait, like, I think I, wow. I, I went and overpriced them at like $3,000 just, just cause I didn't want to like keep messing back and forth. Like it's 500 and like, I just went and put them at $3,000. <laughs> and then when I went to list them, like this thing popped up 
um, offering that authentication service. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I need to get on that boat for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's great because you get the little diamonds by the by the item in your listing. And you can, I, I could have paid for their certificate, which I didn't. I just paid, I mean, because I just did it for free. And I, but I think at any time you can go in and pay for, to get the certificate. I think I may be wrong about that. Oh, okay, cool. And then, and then, um, so once they, here, here was the other important thing I thought about that. So I listed it at 3000 just to be able to get that option to authenticate it. And then they send you a notice that, yes, this has been authenticated and we've listed it for you. It's up. So then I had to go in and like put the price down at what I really wanted it to be, not $3,000. <laughs> That's good. Take five. So nobody buys it, you know, before it's authenticated is probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, they don't list it. First of all, they don't, they won't list it until it's been authenticated and then they list it for, I mean, you go in and you like put in all the info so it's ready to go. They authenticate it and then they list it for you, but then you need to go in and bring the price back down to like what you really want it to be. Okay. And have you ever had a return or anything on Mercari? That's another thing that's kind of like hindering me. I've heard that it it kind of brings out scammers or at least it used to. I know it's getting better. I, Lacey has, I have um, well, I have one thing that turned out, I don't know, they, they thought it was a fake Dolce & Gabbana top. Um, so that got returned to me and I still had no way of proving that it wasn't, I don't know. Um, but I've it had seemed, a couple people It who seemed have, like it was authentic yeah, to me. I mean, like I, once we like looked at everything, yeah, like I didn't. That was some BS. But I've had um, one thing returned on Macari that they said, uh, was not the right size. They said I like mislabeled it or something, even though I didn't. And that was total BS. And I thought it would have gone in my favor, but um, it wasn't like a pain in the butt thing. And I've had a couple people who have tried to return things because they haven't fit or something. And Makari's been like, no, like you oh. can't do that. You okay. know, this one person wanted to return a sweater because it was listed as a large, but they said it wasn't the right measurements. And then they sent pictures of like their measurements. And I'm like, but they only showed like the end of the measuring tape. So it doesn't show like where it's on the garment. So it looks like a total like scam to me, but whatever. I've since resold that same piece to somebody else and it's fine. <laughs> right. Like I'm, I, I always, I just had a, someone try to return Uggs and they won the case. They said they were fake. And um, <laughs> me and my friend looked at them and we're like, these are not fake. These are real. Like, what is she talking about? And this has happened to us before on things and we just resell it. And the next person writes a glowing message of, I love oh, yeah. you. Thank you so much. Wait, was that on Poshmark that it happened? It was, yes. So my fear has always been, like, won't they kick you off if they think you're selling fake stuff? Yeah, so that it's more about my reputation than it is about, you know, me accepting it back, you know? I mean, cause, do you know, like, what the specifics are? Like, I mean, obviously, you didn't get kicked off for no. selling fake Uggs. <laughs> do you I know, like, don't more know about, like, what would happen or how, how what? I mean, maybe I guess if you're a, still, a repeat offender on that. Yeah, I don't know what the threshold is on how many offenses you need before they, like, investigate you. But I know that people have been kicked off. People you know? No, nobody that I know. But I've seen, like, screenshots from other accounts. Yeah, like on suck. people posting it, like, on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Um, going back to that really super long question that I asked you oh, earlier. Yeah. The, the second part. Who were some Instagrammers that were helpful for you when you were getting started? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I don't really remember too much of who was the first. Hmm. 
I really just followed as many people as I possibly could, especially people who were showing labels, because that's how I learned. I only knew those three brands. Yeah. (laughs) When I learned more brands, it just opened up so much. And then you think, wow, how much did I pass up before? Yeah. Gosh. Well, it still am. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's just like endless, the amount of... And the new brands coming out and every... It's just wild. It's just wild. Yeah. Well, who do you um who do you think is a good people a good people? <laughs> who do you think are some good accounts to follow now that people might um find useful, helpful? Um as in addition to yours, of course. Of course, of course, follow me. But um some people that post really good content, I think, are Southern Stone, uh Recloth Collection. There's um there's a couple that's they um they show a lot of really good new labels and whatnot is Gabby's finds, I think. Oh, I don't know that one. And yeah, check um, that out. just a bit of designer. Yeah. Gabby's Gabby's finds. What was the other one you yeah. said? Just a bit of designer. Just a bit of, oh, I like that. Just a bit of designer. Okay, cool. We'll check those ones out. Yeah, they're good. Um, but honestly, just even just new people, who post labels it's it's just helpful to see what other people are picking up and you know what other people have sold and what they've sold it for the best thing to look at is comps yeah i like that i like that when people um who does that golden state of mind is that her closet yeah, she, she's she really posts good. what sold today i mean there's just so many good people to follow i am missing so many it's hard to just name people <laughs> i know i know i know i mean i i don't even follow that many and i feel like I don't, know, I don't know. I mean, I feel at least a hundred, but there's, I need to, I need to get better at finding. I don't know. I really don't need to spend more time on Instagram. <laughs> <am I saying? laughs> like I will come down here to work and then it's like an hour and a half later. I'm like, I've just been scrolling and creating content. Like, why am I not photographing? <laughs> right. Like, I oh, my job. <laughs> that was, um, okay. All right. We've taken up an hour of your day so far. <laughs> I want to let, let's, um, I want to end with the, remember it's very important to my mental health. <laughs> good. Well, good. <laughs> Ours too. Yes. Like this, this is such a happy space for me to be on here, like podcasting. And then, and then I'm loving like bringing on resellers. Like this is, I'm, I'm very excited about the direction our podcast is going. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, do you outsource anything? I feel like that's kind mm-hmm. of another taboo topic topic. I would love to. But no, I don't. Because I'm a no. huge control freak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know yourself. That's important. I don't know how I'm going to... I mean, I'm trying to grow as far as inventory and whatnot. I don't know when I'll be able to grow and actually hire people. Um, right now, the only people that I pay to do anything... I have a model mm-hmm. who is... Uh, I'm plus-sized, obviously. Uh, as you know, um, it's a smaller woman who can model my smaller stuff for me and um she also will steam garments for me so i just pay her like in one foul swoop under the table but that's about that's about all i do and my mom does some mending for me well hey that's outsourcing those are two different sources of outsourcing right there i don't pay her well but (laughs) (laughs) you you pay her with love yeah that's what i was gonna say yes (laughs) paid in love yes because yeah, this business is so, I mean, can really, it's just overwhelming because it's, it's, I think like the trouble I'm coming across with in the, is like my consignment clients. 
they do not understand the amount of work it takes to get an item listed. And and so they're giving, they're like, just sell it for $10. I don't care. I'm like, well, I do care. I'm not selling that for $10 and then splitting $4 profit with you. Like that's not happening. That's one of my biggest things. I I say, if I can't sell it for a certain amount, I'm not going to sell it. (laughs) Right. Like my new, my new threshold is, and I feel like even this is on the low end for a consignment piece. I don't want it if I can't list it for $55 because then I'll end up selling it for maybe 40, 45. And by the time the fees are taken out, extra shipping and we split it, like I don't want to make less than $15. Yes, 100%. I could so, agree more. Yeah. So if like she, I have this one client who's going thrifting. Like at first I thought I was just taking stuff that she had and some of it was, but then it re- I realized like through convert, I'm like, she's going thrifting and giving me this stuff to sell. I'm like, <laughs> You cannot keep bringing me tea, like shirts. I don't want shirts. Stop giving me shirts. Those don't sell. Yeah. So she's using you as thread up. Yeah. Yeah. She absolutely is. It took it took me a while to realize that. But yeah, she is. Which is fine because she has brought me some really great stuff. Yeah. yeah. But just trying to teach her that like I can't. What is the sweater? A handmade sweater mermaid dress? No, I don't. I can't. Take this out of here. Well, you have out of here. Them, otherwise, you're just going to keep dealing with people's bullshit. Well, I, I've I've gotten to where I'm telling them like if I if I can't get like if I don't if it's not worth my time, it's getting donated. So just keep that in mind. Like I'm not, or I'll give it back to you. Obviously, yeah. If you totally, want it, totally. Yeah, they need. But, she can learn to list some of those things herself, and you could list the higher end things. Well, that's the thing. Like she doesn't want to. But anyway, sorry, that was a tangent. That was quite the tangent mm. right there. But yeah, um, it, it's such an. It, the business is so, it's just so many different aspects, little tiny details. And then like, I've spent the last two days just in front of my computer, just, you know, relisting, cross-listing, um, sourcing. And I'm like, I haven't even been downstairs to take pictures in days. Like I would love to pay someone to go take pictures for me, but. Me too. But it's, hard, it's, it's hard to find. It's very niche, you know? But, yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah. 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 Because. Well, so your model that you do, do you take the pictures of her or does she set up the tripod or how do you do that? I do I do take the pictures, but I've also had her take pictures of me where we'll just do like a big modeling session and then I'll model the bigger stuff. And she takes great pictures of me. I really have no doubt that she could probably do my photographing too, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I haven't outsourced more. I need to. I, I really do. I'm I, I so I have um I I outsource on my listing write write ups um through a uh, a freelance website and that's been really great for me. I just I mean she writes way better listings than I do anyway. Oh, that's like, awesome. Um, but I would love like I feel like the time I'm spending like taking photographs, but I'm but I'm not making enough money to be paying somebody for that right now. Yeah, yeah, that's the part that stinks. But I know Ashley Reed Cloth Collection, like she had someone doing her photo. She had like two college girls that were doing, and then they both graduated. And so she doesn't have them anymore. Oh. And, but she, you know, she makes such high price sales. Like she could, that definitely worked with her business model. But she, she modeled, but then she also had these two girls that would photograph and model and take the pictures. And then she would edit them and put them up and everything. Wow. Yeah. I, I really need to, I, I actually live in a college town now. I really, same. Yeah. I need to take advantage of that. Absolutely. I mean, that's like, if you're, if you're going to hire somebody, I feel like that's the route to go. Definitely. Cause they'd be willing to do those weird niche things for like, you know, that just it blocks of time and like, 
you know. But also, yeah. they, understand it. they understand it, too, because they, they grew up with, you know, the Internet. <laughs> they yeah. know yeah. how to do it maybe better than I know how to do it, really. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we got to everything that I had on my list to cool. talk about today. Awesome. I, I appreciate you being so willing to. I mean, this is two hours of your life now that you've spent with me, one on Instagram Live and now one on the pod. You guys are basically besties. Basically, totally. basically. Totally. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, um, okay, well, let's say goodbye and then um, I'm going to stop the recording and then talk to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listener, you don't get all the BTS. Not, you can't have That's all right. behind the scenes. You got to pay extra for that. <laughs> That's a, a Patreon, Patreon. <laughs> The the Patreon would be so pathetic at this point. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, listener, go find Amanda on North Dot Coast Dot Style on Instagram. Um, she really does provide lots of educational content, also tons of comedy, which is of course what attracted you me to you in the first place. Was just your sense of humor and your no nonsense, take no bullshit. Attitude. That's right. Right. So go find her on Instagram. She will definitely help your reselling business. And thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, dude, that was, that was real rad. She is a well of knowledge. And she's a delight. Isn't it a wealth of knowledge? Well, a well full of knowledge. No, no. I think it's a wealth of knowledge. Like she's rich in knowledge. Oh, I always thought it was well. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. It could be either. They both make sense. They do both make sense. I do think you're wrong, though. (laughs) (laughs) You know who's not wrong? Amanda. No, she's not. She was right in all things. She's right in all things. She's always right. And she will not suffer your bullshit. Yeah. No fools in her life. None. (laughs) Well, that was awesome. We're so appreciative to Amanda coming on today. I just adore her. She's um, hilarious. She's one of the first people I somehow came across on Instagram as a reseller and was just so instantly attracted to her, like just her whole vibe, man. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's throwing it down and I am picking it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's my new hero. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Listener, can you please do us a solid favor? It really helps us go over to our Instagram, Thrifter Sisters Pod. Give us a follow. And then if you can leave a review. Subscribe to our podcast. Listen, I'm looking for that first review and I'm looking for that first ugly review too. I'm going to read you on air. That's right. Would you like to be read live? I mean, don't go in there there and write something nasty just because you know I'm going to read the first nasty review that we did. Don't do that. (laughs) You got to speak from your heart. And if it happens to be nasty, so yeah, go. go. You got to be nasty if you got to be nasty. It's cool. I, I feel that vibe too. Anyway, um, Check us out on the socials. Follow us on our, subscribe to our podcast. I'm really killing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing this for six months. I still can't get this correct. (laughs) Generic outro words. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. All right, join us next, join us next week. I think I'm going to do a consignment episode, an episode on how I keep my consignment pieces, budget everything just organized and running smoothly. Lacey will be there for the comic relief. I was about to say, what am, what am I doing next week? <laughs> You're going to okay. be there for the comic relief. Well, I got that now. Okay, great. Are you, <laughs> are you, are you picking up what I'm throwing down is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. It's more like okay. mopping up behind you. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever it takes.
220. <laughs> All right. You got us. It's two sisters. One podcast. Thrifter sisters. Thrifter sisters. Yeah. Bye. 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 Thrifter sisters. Thrifter sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seaville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye.